With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Turn on the Jets pregame report. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we're going to talk about the Jets and the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee on Sunday with the great beat reporter from NJ.com and New Jersey Advanced Media, Mr. Daryl Slater. Daryl, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Just getting ready to uh, get the injury report here on a Friday and then head to Nashville tomorrow. Let's talk about those injuries. We're going to find out a little bit more in a bit, but right now it looks like Darnold probably not going to play. Josh McCown's been banged up a little bit too, and there's obviously the news about James Carpenter landing on IR. So what's going on with those guys, Marcus May? What do we know so far? Yeah, James Carpenter IR with a shoulder. He's obviously been very durable, albeit... um, um, you know, it's kind of declined a little bit uh, production-wise over the past season plus here. But, um, you know, tough break for him, probably the end of his time with the Jets. It's been, you know, it was a solid signing by Mike McCagnan overall, you know, a guy who played, uh, was out there every week and uh, was pretty good his first couple of years in 15 and 16, but less so uh, these last couple of years here in 17 and 18. So uh, the Jets obviously need to get younger on the left side of their line, and they're almost certainly going to have a new starting uh, left guard next year. It looks like... Uh, you know, Marcus May's shoulder injury could be significant. He's not going to play this week, um, and and the rest of the season is in doubt based on what Todd Bowles has said. We'll see if there's any clarity on that today in terms of uh, what that means for him. Obviously, that that kind of stinks for him because you know he's a kid who uh, you know is going to be potentially be a foundational player for this organization. Um, they really like him, and uh, you know just not getting a chance to get out there and has that you know injury plague season. Uh, but in terms of the quarterbacks. Donald uh, limited these past two days, and uh, we'll see what he does today officially when the injury report comes out. Same with Josh McCown, limited the past two days. McCown's situation, he's just sore coming out of the Patriots game. So, um, you know, I, I would guess that, you know, if Donald doesn't play, then then it's McCown. I don't think that McCown's status for this game is in, in question. Um, it's just a matter of soreness for him. But, um the Jets obviously taking it easy on both of those guys this week, and uh, I'm sure if it's not this week for Donald, it'll probably be next week. So zero chance, you think, barring an injury to McCown, that we would see Davis Webb in any form or fashion? I think it would be interesting if, if, yeah, but I think zero chance barring injury to McCown. But I think that would be an interesting thing. And as we were talking before we came on here, that Matt Stipulkowski kind of put together a 
a little bit of a just for fun, like pros and cons. Like, should they play him? Obviously, they're they're not going to for for various reasons. But but it's always fun to look at. You know, would this be would this be a productive move? Obviously, he's a guy. He's going to be an an exclusive rights free agent after this season. So what that basically means is like he's not really a free agent at all. Like <laughs> the Jets just have to give him a one year offer for the minimum, and he he can't negotiate with any other team. So that's so restricted that like. You know, even using the word restricted, it's even more than the restricted free agent uh, designation. So Davis Webb is going to be back with the Jets, um, at least for the offseason next year. Um, and, and, you know, you guys could be a young backup or a trade piece. And I think that's that's where you look at maybe they can uh, do some things with him and showcase him in the preseason and trade him like they did with Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, it's not apples to apples because it's different, different points in their careers, but but no, I don't think we see Davis Webb in Nashville. Davis Webb won't really be a free agent, and neither will Robbie Anderson. He'll sort of be a free agent because he'll be restricted, so the Jets will have the opportunity to match any offers. But there was a trade offer for him, apparently, according to Manish Mehta of the Daily News. The Eagles called and offered a fourth-round pick for Anderson around the deadline. The Jets said no. What do you know about this, and what do you think the Jets' plans are for Anderson going forward? Are they going to keep him? Are they going to look to move him via trade as a restricted free agent? What do you think? Well, I mean, they were going to do it, and that was a good opportunity to do it. Um, And uh, I think that they like him. I mean, they obviously like this guy and they think he can be, if not a number one receiver for them, certainly a number two or a one a type. And, um, yeah, I, I, they obviously want to keep him because they're not probably not going to get much more than a fourth round pick for him. Um, so in terms of the tender that they're going to put on him, it'll probably be the second round tender because the team is unlikely to give up a second round pick for him. Um, they don't probably don't need to go up to the first round tender, but the Jets should be able to secure him on the second round tender for next year. And then he'll be an unrestricted free agent after 2019. So that'll be a big year for him in 2019. But, but uh, yeah, he's shown potential. Obviously some of his stats being down this year have to do with the Jets, uh, you know, having a young quarterback. So There'll be a chance here in the next year for for him to grow with uh, Sam Darnold. The Jets like him. They think he can be a good deep threat. Now, of course, the current front office likes him, but we'll see how he fits in with the new coaching staff. But um, he certainly has skills that could that could do well in any offense. New coaching staff may see him differently than the current coaching staff. And the current coaching staff is comprised of Jeremy Bates, who doesn't seem to understand how to utilize Robbie Anderson to his strengths. Seems like that's a problem for him with a lot of players not really understanding the best use of his personnel. Daryl, you have a video up right now at NJ.com talking about Jeremy Bates and the fit that he is for this offensive personnel. For those that didn't watch it, can you give us a gist of it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of it mainly focused on uh, the run pass uh, ratio in that game against um, the Patriots uh, last week, and how uh, you know, kind of weird, kind of curious that that he did that the way he did. And obviously, the Patriots were coming off a game in which they gave up 150 rushing yards against the Titans. So, um, and then Jeremy Bates comes in this week. So it really necessarily wasn't a huge, usually big picture take on him in that two minute video or whatever it was, three three minutes. But in terms of the big picture with this guy, and he you know he comes in this week and talks about having to commit. To the run more, and they obviously didn't do that last week. And um, I think the bottom line is they're, he's. I'm sure he's trying hard and trying everything, but you know maybe he just you know doesn't have it in terms of being a um, a a star coordinator or anything like that. But um, the other factor here is you know their offensive line, the Jets' offensive line has been neglected so much by this front office that 
if you look at the run blocking grades, I know pro football focus is not necessarily gospel, but if you look at those run blocking grades, I mean, there are some grim, grim run blocking grades for the Jets, um, offensive linemen. And, uh, that has a lot to do with the fact that they cannot establish any kind of balanced offense. Um, so there's, in some ways, there's only so much Jeremy Bates can do. In other ways, there's certainly things he could do in terms of spicing up this offense, um, and adding a little bit of unpredictability. Um, but he's, he's a little hamstrung by the personnel. I, I get that, but, um, in, in other ways, he really hasn't helped matters. Speaking of offensive personnel, the offensive line, which we touched on with James Carpenter before, has an interesting conundrum now. Spencer Long could shift between guard and center. How do you think this is going to play out down the stretch of the season? I know they brought back Braden, but do you think there's a possibility that they try Long out at guard to see whether or not he could stick and be a piece for 2019? Are they going to ride it out with him at center? What do you see happening here? Yeah, I think the rest of the way you'll see Spencer Long at left guard and Jonathan Harrison at the center. Um, and, you know, who knows whether that's going to be the case next year, but that, that, that's what the Jets are going to do, uh, almost certainly here for the rest of the year. I don't, I don't think Brent Ben Braden is a legitimate starting, uh, option, but you raised this interesting point, I think last, last time we talked about whether this could be something the Jets could install as a more permanent uh, arrangement with, with Spencer Long, who has played guard. He did in, you know, and left guard too. Um, in 2015 with Washington, that was the last time he had done that. So uh, before uh, going in there against the Patriots with uh, with James Carpenter out. So, um, yeah, I think that it's certainly a possibility. Uh, the one thing to remember here is that um, uh, Jonathan Harrison is a pending free agent, a pending unrestricted free agent. So uh, the Jets would have to resign him, obviously, if they want to make him their center, or they could bring in another guy to be their center and, and have Long be the left guard, and, you know, for his cap, it's $6.5 million next year. That's not bad for, for a left guard. Um, and, and maybe the Jets decide they, they want to do that. So we'll see. I mean, a lot depends on how the things unfold here down the stretch, I think. I'm going to go ahead and make my somewhat mindless prediction, and then I'll turn it over to you, Daryl. I know that the Titans are reeling right now. Mariota's banged up. They just got smashed on national television by the Houston Texans, but they are at home. The Jets are reeling as well. McCown is banged up. The team just isn't really very good, let's be honest. Now you've got the injury to Carpenter, not that he's great, but again, what this means is less stability on that offensive line at this point. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Titans are going to win a low-scoring affair here. I'm going to say 14-10 Tennessee. What do you think, Daryl? Yeah, I don't see it happening for the Jets this week. Uh, you know, they, they've packed it in uh, at this point. Um, 21-10 Tennessee is what I'll go with. I picked that on the site. Um, and it looks like most of the other folks here picked, <laughs> that work with us picked uh, the Titans by bat, you know, by at least a touchdown. So um, this is a pretty good Titans team. Obviously, they lost to a really good Texans team that the Jets still have to play. And if the Jets, you know, the Jets don't win this one, then, then you wonder if they can win any of the rest of the way. Obviously, this is a team that's been so terrible on the road under Todd Bowles these past two years, and uh, seventeen and eighteen. And they you know, they have a road game next week in Buffalo, and who knows? Bills killed them the first time. But this is very possible. The Jets could lose out. I, I put up a thing actually on the site um, this week, or should you root for the Jets to tank and lose out? Um, the pros and cons, kind of 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 that. I think you and I talked about it, and um, there's certainly, like I said, a possibility they could lose out, but. Um, I, look, if you look at that 2015 draft, I mean, think back to 2014, the last time the Jets played in Nashville, they were 2-11, and the Titans were 2-11, and there was a whole storyline about, you know, suck for the duck and getting Mariota, um, 
and the, the Titans wind up getting him, the Jets get Leonard Williams at six. But if you look at that 2015 draft, I mean, high draft position is not everything. The draft, the draft takes care of itself based on how good you or how well you scout, and and so not necessarily on, on where you pick. So look at the look at the top ten in that draft: Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Dante Fowler at three, and then Amari Cooper, Brandon Scherf, and Leonard Williams, and then Kevin White goes seven. And and all the way down at ten is Todd Gurley, and the Giants picked Eric Flowers at nine. So White's been terrible, Flowers has been terrible, Gurley's incredible player. So and the Rams got him at ten. And look at all those teams that that didn't pick him, obviously for various reasons. Maybe some of them like their running back situation or whatever. But you don't necessarily have to get the number two or number three pick to get a good player in a draft. Um, the, the draft is very much a crapshoot, and and also um, you know it depends on your own scouting and a little bit of luck and. Um, so I think for all the reasons that you can go on the site and check it out, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't really make sense if for Jets fans to root for the team to lose, because as we said, I think last time we talked is that would just mean that, that they're farther away from eventually becoming a winner. <laughs> like That just means you're, it doesn't mean if you root for them to lose and they lose out and they finish three and 13 and they draft one player, they're a playoff team next year. No, like, I mean, they're, they're, they're fourth in the draft order right now. So, so as opposed to them drafting six or seventh versus two or three or one, is it a big difference? No, I mean, they still have a lot of holes. I mean, them drafting two or three is not going to, not going to solve anything really, um, because there's, they have more than one hole. Um, so that's, that was sort of my take on it. One thing that may bear watching that not enough people are talking about, Daryl, is Matt LaFleur, the offensive coordinator of the Titans. He's gotten a lot of buzz as a potential head coaching candidate, so this could be something for Jets fans to keep their eye on because it's very possible that LaFleur will be in the mix for the Jets head coaching job at the end of the season. Yeah, I think he's definitely one of the guys they could and and should look at in terms of offensive-minded head coaches, which presumably is and should be at least the the direction that they're going to be going in. Um, You talk about Matt LaFleur, Pete Carmichael with the Saints, or John DeFilippo with the Vikings. I mean, we kind of touched on uh, on in the mailbag a little bit, John Harbaugh, if he gets fired uh, by the Ravens. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, uh, kind of an outside shot candidate, but... um, if the Jets want to go with a younger offensive-minded head coach, you know, along the lines of a guy who's never been a head coach before, you're thinking of, I think Carmichael, um, DeFilippo, Lafleur, certainly three big names to watch. But what about Bill Cowher, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> People got really mad at me. So, like, I don't know now that they got mad at me. It's it a great offense to the question being asked in the mailbag this week. So, you know, folks, I don't, I don't. Uh, I feel like Francesa here. <laughs> I don't. I don't make the questions. I can't do that. I can't. I'm my Francesa impressions off. That's bad. But, um, but yeah, like I don't. I come up with the questions. Like I probably got. Um, I answered 11 questions this week, and I, there were a handful that I, I just didn't have time to get to. But um, I, the, someone asked a question combining, you know, Cowher or Jim Harbaugh, and uh, you know, I figured it'd make for an interesting headline or whatever. Obviously, Bill Cowher is not going to come. All right, so the Jets would be stupid to go get Bill Cowher. I mean, it, it would just be a dumb decision for multiple reasons. I mean, he's been out of coaching since I was six. And then the other side of it is why would Bill Cowher, if he did want to come back, and I don't even know if he does because he has a cushy TV job, why would he want to come back to a rebuilding team like the Jets? So obviously the Jets are not going to get Bill Cowher. I wrote that in the thing. They, they, they shouldn't be interested in him, and he shouldn't be interested in them, and it's not going to happen. I mean, that. so, you know, the headline was not a question made up by me. It was someone asked a question. So that was all. And, um, 
And also the question included, uh, someone had asked about Harbaugh, and so they didn't specify, so I addressed both Harbaugh's. And I think, as I, as we just said, John Harbaugh is probably a more realistic option. So uh, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> there are other questions in the mailbag if you want to read it than that. And don't get angry at me. <laughs> go uh, go yell at the guy who asked the question. I don't think it was a bad question. He, you know, he looped in Tower and Harbaugh. You know, whatever. I mean, there's, you know, we got five weeks here uh, of stuff to talk about. There's certainly going to be some off-the-wall things to talk about. <laughs> I mean, how many times can we ask, uh, should the Jets sign Le'Veon Bell over and over? I mean, at least there was something. Give the guy credit. At least there was something different new uh, in terms of a question. It got people all riled up, but that's all right. Listen, folks, I'm not the one who asked the questions, okay? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> a little tribute to the Pope. The sports boat, Mr. Mike Francesa, as we wrap things up on this pregame report. Daryl, thanks so much for hopping on. Enjoy Nashville. I expect a full report. I hope you get a chance to go to the Ryman Auditorium and walk along Main Street, listen to some music, get some good barbecue, the whole Nashville experience, so that if the Jets lose and it ends up being a beating the way that we think it might be or even a boring game, you'll at least have that to come back from Nashville with to talk to me about on Monday when we do the postgame wrap-up. So, Daryl, have a safe flight. Enjoy Todd Bowles telling you absolutely nothing in his presser in a couple of minutes. For anybody that doesn't know where to find you and Matt Stipulkowski, why don't you go ahead and let them know. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. and looking forward to Nashville. And uh, Yep, uh, nj.com slash Jets, and then at Daryl Slater on Twitter, D-A-R-R-Y-L-S-L-A-T-E-R as usual. Uh, yeah, we got some stuff up there, the mailbag right now, and a little rundown. Matt did a rundown of the Jets' uh, defensive PFF grades. I have the offensive uh, part of that today. Um, and then tomorrow, taking a look at uh, the ranking the Jets' um, off-season needs. I mean, you guys know what the needs are by this point, but w- what's the most pressing? What's the most important? Is it edge rusher? Uh, is it offensive line? I think it's an interesting debate. Um, is it trying to find a game-breaking running back? So, you know, just put together a little uh, a list thing for tomorrow or Saturday on, on just sort of ranking the Jets' off-season off needs in terms of uh, least pressing to most pressing. And you know, there's certainly a lot of different ways you can look at it, but just kind of a, a look-ahead piece, as most of these things will be coming up here for December. You know, time to look ahead to free agency, the draft, coaching search, all that good stuff. That's just the way it is here when you when you have a lame duck coaching staff and a three and eighteen. Uh, so we'll see what happens Sunday, but I don't think, regardless of what happens, I don't think it's going to change anything about uh, yeah how we're going to be covering the team here in December in terms of looking ahead. Thanks, Daryl. Enjoy Nashville. Have a safe flight. We'll talk on Monday. In the meantime, make sure you check out everything that Daryl and Matt Stipulkowski have up at nj.com. And for all the latest and greatest in Jets podcasts, you know there's only one place to go, and that's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.